everyone, Dr. Ron here for Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, bringing you the 276th podcast here on Blog Talk Radio. Gosh, ladies and gentlemen, with an attitude of gratitude, I welcome you to today's, to today's program. And remember that having an attitude of gratitude makes you happier. But did you know it can also make you healthier? One reason is because a feeling of gratitude makes us see things from a more optimistic point of view. Being optimistic has been shown to lower blood pressure, help you get a better night's sleep, and increase longevity. It also helps us bounce back faster from stressful situations. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's program. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or discontinue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition condition or treatment with your physician. Ladies and gentlemen, as I was telling Dr. Jerry earlier, today in 1952, Rocky Marciana, in a brutal fight with Jersey Joe Walcott, knocked him out in the 13th round. I really feel like uh, Rocky Marciana today. I'm, I, I have so much uh, information to cover. Dr. Jerry has sent me reams of, of, of research that he has to get through. And uh, let me introduce Dr. Jerry first, and then I have some, I just have some comments I have to make. Uh, and if you've been a longtime listener to this program, you know how we feel about statin drugs. You know how we feel uh, about the, the medicine that's being practiced today. Good afternoon, Dr. Jerry. How are you, sir? I am doing great, and I know you are. And uh, I'm just looking at all this uh, information you sent me. We're going to have one heck of a program today, and we're not even going to be able to, to talk a lot about systemic enzymes, but maybe we can throw that in at the end. Well, it's all tied together. You know, everything is interrelated, you know, to compartmentalize the body and diseases is like lunacy. Uh, so Absolutely. The, the key is everything, you know, works in tandem, and uh, any doctor that treats your body like you're a robot, you get your Nike sneakers on and run the other way. I agree, and, and and that's what we say, ladies and gentlemen. Even taking supplements, when you hear if you go to somebody or a health food store, well, take this for that, or take this, take uh, melatonin for sleep, or take uh, vitamin C for this. They're using the vitamins and minerals as drugs, and and we really have to have a more holistic approach to everything. And when you hear uh, this sound, it means that Dr. Jerry or, or my head just exploded from some information that's out there in the mainstream that's just driving us crazy. And if you don't think we're being schooled and fooled and abused and used, all you have to do is look at and listen to all of these uh uh, commercials every day uh, from the drug companies. I just read that uh, the Gates, uh, Belinda and Bill Gates have just put $40 million into into bands that can be used around the wrists of uh, students so they can monitor the reactions to learning. What, what, what do you think is going to happen to those three or four students that uh, 
don't respond appropriately? Are they going to be taken aside and uh, shunned? Are are they going to be the new people uh, to have a new uh, uh, something here in the United States as, as regarding medicine? All right. So, look, there is a lot of things going on. And one thing you should know, we talked about it a few weeks ago, and that's about the drug Valsartan. It's a blood pressure pill commonly prescribed to treat hypertension and heart failure. Remember I told you to check with your pharmacist because they were determined to be adulterated with a carcinogen. Uh, This carcinogen was manufactured in a plant in China uh, that supplies Valsartan to generic drug manufacturers in the United States and abroad for making products combining Valsartan and other drugs. The company ceased to sell and supply the pharmaceutical China has its own Food and Drug Administration, which failed to discover the disputable manufacturing processes. So one wonders how many other Chinese drugs are adulterated. We brought you this news, and have you heard it any place, ladies and gentlemen? Also in July, China announced that a drug company was producing adulterated vaccines. Did you know your DPT vaccines administered to infants are now considered ineffective? This that's if you should get them at all. And if you listen to uh, Barbara Fisher, you'll know why the DPT vaccine is really a horrible vaccine. The same vaccine manufacturer's production of rabies vaccine has also been deemed substandard. This Chinese company use expired raw materials, improperly mixed vaccine batches, and failed to conduct satisfactory rodent testing and falsified data and destroyed production records. Local authorities discovered falsification of data last November, but they did not disclose this information until the rabies vaccine was determined to be adulterated in July. Chinese authorities were mum until an anonymous party posted on web, web chat, which like, what's a, it's, uh, that would be uh, equal to our WhatsApp application here that corrupt uh, regulators' failure to make the public aware of the improperly manufactured vaccines. So bad enough, you have to take vaccines which are uh, uh, have so much uh, uh, poisonous material in them, they're not even made properly. And unlike the usual worry about criticizing the government, the public's anger about endangering their children with faulty vaccines has created a crisis that has had, the government has had, difficulties controlling. The Chinese are rightly concerned that the Chinese-made pharmaceuticals cannot be trusted. Adulteration, ladies and gentlemen, is not just an issue with drug manufacturing. Uh, we told you about the, the recalls uh, from the Chinese dairy industry's manufacturing of adulterated infant formula. Remember that? It was contaminated with melamine. The toxin resulted in kidney damage to hundreds of thousands of children. It's no wonder that many Chinese will only feed their children imported formula. The question we face now, here, and today in integrative and naturopathic medicine is whether or not herbal nutraceutical supplements are adulterated. One of the world's leading manufacturers of ascorbic acid is an industry I cannot pronounce, but they're in China. Okay, so... That's my two cents on on the Chinese manufacturing. Uh, one of the reasons why I have been uh, using a lot of products from Dr. Wong because they're made here in the United States under strict manufacturing uh, 
guidelines. And ladies and gentlemen, before we get onto our show and talk about BPA and statins and fructose and again, touch on aspirin and why you should, there's no need for it and how it actually can affect your health in a poor way. Uh, I, I, I went to a, f- a physician's office with a friend. The first thing out of the physician's mouth is, did you get the flu vaccine? I said to the physician, is it safe to get it? What's in that flu vaccine? Oh, it's safe. Don't worry about it. I said, did you notice formaldehyde in there? There's more mercury in that vaccine than any other vaccine. I said, it won't hurt you. So I advised my friend not to get it. He got it anyway. The same friend, I've been telling him about statin drugs. Yesterday, he had a quadruple bypass of a new valve, but he would not get off the statin drugs. Ladies and Dr. gentlemen. Dr. Ronnie has bragging rights at the country club. Come on, don't take that away from him. Well, he, we're going to get into that. He has bragging rights. Now he has a, a slit down his chest, and he will be on statins now because they, they are, for one thing they are is anti-inflammatory. But here he is, a thought he's not overweight, good weight, exercises, but he would not give up the statin drugs. Ladies and gentlemen, the physicians today have very few arrows in their quiver. A cardiologist has statin drugs and blood pressure medication, and we'll talk about that too today uh, as time goes on. They don't have pediatricians have uh, vaccines and 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 antibiotics. I mean, they don't have a lot of uh, quiver uh, arrows in their quiver. They 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 do not how to know how to keep you healthy. They just know how to treat you if you're sick. Uh, the undergraduate and postgraduate education of doctors, uh, as has been said, converts intelligent, motivated, caring teenagers into unquestioning, narrow-minded, one-size-fit-all doctors. And that's what they do. The, the, the pharmaceutical companies have taken over education, and they've educated out of them. Okay? They've taken critical thinking out of them. So instead of understanding the Basis for disease, they just go disease A equals drug B, and and that's all they know. Dr. Jerry, just got to bear with me a second because, uh, as you have in the past, we have studied with some of the best uh, practitioners in the world. Um, One of the best ones I studied with was, was Hans Nieper, who used enzyme therapy back in. 1970 when I went to see him I mean and then again when I saw him in the early 90s he had perfected it but I want to read you something ladies and gentlemen from 1984 this was a paper written by Dr. Cranton and Dr. Frackleton I knew them both from the Holistic Medical Society I'm just going to read what they said in 19... 84 about cholesterol. Cholesterol is an antioxidant and free radical scavenger, liberally dispersed in cell walls, which protects cell membranes. Cholesterol also acts as a precursor to the many steroid hormones and vitamin D. Vitamin D is normally produced in the skin by exposure to, to cholesterol, by exposure of cholesterol to ultraviolet radiation from sunlight. Ultraviolet light is a form of ionizing radiation which produces free radicals in living tissue. Total cholesterol reflected by the blood cholesterol is determined primarily by cholesterol synthesis, not 
fight dietary cholesterol intake. Serum cholesterol levels are now believed to be indicators of free radical damage and for that reason correlate with the risk of atherosclerosis. So to, to take a break here and to interpret that, as if your cholesterol is, is high, there is an underlying reason. There is inflammation causing that to go up and therefore does not indi- is not a cause of atherosclerosis, only a result of inflammation. Cholesterol is synthesized in the body as needed, and the need is greater in those at risk. In Western cultures, cultures affected with epidemic free radical diseases, blood cholesterol levels increase with age. And he goes on and on, and he, he talks about laboratory research at the Cleveland Clinic has demonstrated that, that chelation uh, it can help and that oxidation of cholesterol results in the end products with varying toxicities. Anyway, the bottom line here, ladies and gentlemen, is there are many credible scientific papers which debunks the cholesterol theory of atherosclerosis. It's just that the drug companies have schooled and, and fooled us into thinking otherwise. So uh, with that, let's, let's talk about some of, the, some of the subjects we said we'd get to today. And uh, do you think uh, researchers would deliberately give volunteers a chemical that they already knew is linked to diabetes? Would you say they could do that in the name of science? They could do anything well, in the name of science. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Well, BPA exposure, ladies and gentlemen, as Dr. Dr. Jerry's going to tell you shortly, is, is, is associated with a lot of things, especially for type 2 diabetes. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. BPA, the plastic additive that's been grabbing headlines that yet you might have thought went away. Well, it hasn't gone away, Jerry, and it could put you in the crosshairs for crippling blood sugar problems. So there are numerous animal studies that have linked BPA to diabetes. This latest research involved giving the chemical directly to people, and that's what I'm telling you about. This wasn't rats or, or rabbits or whatever. This was to people. It, it sounds crazy, right? It sounds risky. The doses that they got were equivalent to what you and I easily get several times a day. After the study, subjects took the drinks. Their insulin levels were tested. The researchers detected an alarming change in how much insulin was released when they drank the BPA-added beverage, which the researchers said could increase your risk of insulin resistance. And what do you get if your body cannot use the insulin? Thing. You get diabetes. That means your body needs to pump out more and more insulin just to keep your blood sugar levels normal. The results were compelling enough for the co-author of the study to call it, quote, a path that can lead to full-blown diabetes type 2. The irony here is that while the experts are having a caller of the fact that human beings were exposed to this research, the facts remain that we're getting this on a daily basis and perhaps more. With all the products labeled BPA-free, you might think the issue was solved. But BPA is very much around, Jerry. The only ban was for baby bottles and sippy cups, and that was several years ago. That means that you can encounter this in everyday routines like shopping and eating. 
And the FDA, the best government agency that money can buy, is still sticking to its story that BPA is safe at current levels. Well, Dr. Jerry, what do you think about uh, this BPA? You think it's safe? Does it interfere with our bodies at all? Well, as you mentioned previously, it's an industrial strength endocrine disruptor. And it basically was discovered, I think, back in the 30s. It's synthetic estrogen, and it actually takes polycarbonate, your harder plastics, and makes them softer. The thing that kind of blew my circuits was when they tested canned goods, Mm. you know, 40% had BPA in there. So, And then if you put it in a microwave, forget about it. I mean, you're you're sucking up BPAs, you know, like it was going, like the Niagara Falls was pouring in, and and if you even use these plastic containers and dishwashers over repeated uses, it softens up the plastic, and the darn BPA leaches out. I mean, this stuff is crazy stuff. It's you couldn't make this up, and and people think, oh well, I'm going to avoid it. Well, heck, you go to the market, and what do they do? They give you a thermal printed receipt and guess what it's coated with bpa so people don't have a clue of all the potential exposures that they're getting with this this crap um so basically we know that um the exposures you know can be minimized by using glass containers okay and hopefully that they're not lying about bpa free you know plastic containers um other th- ways of avoiding it is use fresh and frozen and, and dried f- uh, foods. You know, it was interesting, uh, Dr. Ron, there was a study done and it said after just three days of eating fresh, a fresh food diet, mm. the level of uh, BPA fell significantly. So just eating clean is going to help reduce your, your BPA levels. It's too simple. You know, uh, kids, don't give them plastic toys. Give them wood toys from China that has lead in it. It'll work it better. All kidding aside, you want to get U.S.-made toys that don't have lead paint on it. Um, breastfed uh, infants, uh, you know, use good good quality glass bottles and BPA-free nipples and that kind of stuff. Uh, certified organic GMO-free products. Uh, it's really, I mean, you don't realize your shower curtain, if it's plastic, BPA, you turn on the hot water, you think you're not getting vapors from BPA that you're sucking in along with the chlorine. Um, you know, it just, we're, we're so inundated with toxicity today that no wonder why people have high cancer rates, um, you know, blood pressure, heart problems, mental issues, because you're, we're living in a toxic soup. Um, you want to detox your, your body, you know, nutrients, saunas. I know Dr. Ron uses an infrared sauna pretty much every day. And, and go out there and hug a tree because stress relief uh, helps tremendously. And also a good night's sleep, you know, more than seven hours a night helps your body to detoxify. Um, e- even these darn um, sanitizers, these sanitizers basically are making your skin more permeable uh, and then you get increased absorption of the BPA. So these people think that they're, you know, germ-free, they're going into the hospitals, they're washing their hands or in the markets, they have all this, you know, liquid uh, dispensers. They're actually opening up the avenues to get a higher level BPA. Uh, These non-stick pans for cooking, watch out, people. 
uh, these containers, nonstick containers, the same nonsense, BPA. And how about like saran wrap and these plastic wraps used on your food? You know, if you have tomato sauce, which is more acidic, or any gravies that are more acidic, they're going to leach out the darn BPA. And the other thing that's wild is you see so much styrofoam in restaurants today. Oh. Then they put the lemons in the styrofoam. Well, they did studies and show, first of all, styrofoam is so darn carcinogenic. There was a, a study that was on a website, I think, from UCLA or Stanford, one of the top universities, and they make them. To take, they took it down because it basically tells you that styrofoam, when exposed to acidic substances like lemon or limes uh, or any other t- uh, tomato soups, leaches out the plastic. So, Absolutely. So, so just to recap a little bit, the, the BPA is a it, it interferes with your hormones, right? And it's it not estrogenic. only interferes with them, it, it causes hormones to be destroyed and, and kicked out of the body. So I mean, if it, you have also, too much estrogen, yeah. what doc, Dr. Wong said, what, how many percent? What, what's the, what's estrogen, how is estrogen related to cancer? 85% of all cancers are estrogen sensitive. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, and, and, and we're exposed why, to this? Exactly, on a daily basis. So if you if you use a sanitizer and you get a thermal receipt put in your hand, you're going to suck up a whole lot more estrogen. Jeez, I you know what? Something else I found that's really that just it it just blow to use your term blows your circuits. Uh, some of the stuff that that is labeled BPA free, and you think you're doing your family and yourself a favor. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I, I can't tell you enough. It, it's, you're not doing anything. It's a shame to say because, as Dr. Jerry said, BPA can mimic estrogen and can attack your heart from your heart to your brain. It's like linked to breast and prostate cancer. But guess what? There's something new out there using. It's called BPS. Ever hear of that one? They're using that to replace the BPA. Well, researchers at Texas found that one part per trillion – of BPS, and they to make it uh, visual, they said that's equivalent to one grain of salt dropped into an Olympic-sized swimming pool is enough to start killing your cells. Another study, BPS now, that's replacing BPA, can cause serious heart arrhythmias. UCLA. A study in endocrinology researchers said, look, what they, this was not in people. This was in zebrafish that were exposed to this BPS. Uh, they, they, they use zebrafish uh, because they're transparent and lets them closely monitor the embryos as they develop. It turns out that just a little of this BPS was all it took to cause serious problems in brain development and even trigger permanent damage to reproductive sy- symptoms. Is that does that sound similar to what Dr. Jerry just told you about BPA? Is well, this you know, a better mousetrap, Dr. Ron? Yeah, Dr. Ron. When you go in and get blood tests, they're not checking for BPA levels, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and, and 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 all the all the boob the, the man boobs and all. I mean, they don't have a clue that it could be coming from this. They don't have a clue. So, Dr. Jerry, so how can our listeners uh, what some practical advice for them? Uh, to avoid BPA? Well, again, use glass containers. Very, very important. 
don't cook on these uh, nonstick, you know, pans. Uh, don't use plastic wrap over your food or even aluminum foil for that matter because that can get absorbed into the darn gravies and everything. Uh, and eat more fresh foods, no canned foods, you know, because of the uh, epoxy lining there. I mean, 40% of the canned foods were toxic when they when they analyzed them. Um, wow. You know, just, get, again, get back to basics. Eat food that's real. And anything that's in a package pretty much has some processing to it. Um, and that's what you want to avoid. It, it's not rocket science. You know, so you also, today you go and, you, yeah, again. Uh, I lost my thought, but there, there's one more thing you want to do, is that, and and that's something that we both have talked about, is don't microwave in this stuff. You should microwave oh anyway. But God, if you microwave with plastic, right? Yeah, if you have a microwave, you give it to somebody you don't like. Well, I, I like what you said years last year. It's a good clock. That's about it. Yep. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's BPA. Uh, it's in plastics. It can interfere with uh, your. It's a phytoestrogen. It can replace your estrogen. It can. And remember that. Upwards of 85 to 90 percent of cancers are estrogen related, so you don't want est- you don't want a lot of estrogen. You get an, you get that from soy and beans and all. As we'll talk about at a later time, you get a, we, we are uh, have an abundance of estrogen in our society and in our foods. So uh, you want to use well, glass containers when possible. Yeah, there's you know a lot of health conditions are directly linked to BPA, you know, damage to your brain, hyperactivity, increased aggressiveness, impaired learning, uh, increased risk of obesity, altered immune function. We said diabetes, asthma, early puberty, um, you know, disrupted reproductive cycles, ovarian toxicity and infertility, high blood pressure, and we said heart problems, increased prostate, okay, decreased sperm count, erectile dysfunction, you know, a stimulation of prostate cancer cells, preterm birth, reduced efficiency of chemotherapy, which actually, you know, it's 97% failure rate, so they want to get it up to 98, 98, or 99. <laughs> wow. Breast cancer. It actually, I mean, it's crazy. You know, there's nothing really good about it. Uh, well, when you consider you? consider the BPA and something that uh, I had, we, I didn't talk to you about, and I wasn't even prepared for but you you mentioned something about the sperm count yes and and, and you know infertility is increasing increasing tremendously right yeah absolutely and total sperm counts i have a statistic here have dropped 60 percent from 1973 to 2013 and be and even beyond the sperm issue it reduces the egg maturation in humans ah. So not only yeah. are you having a decreased sperm, but they're also getting it from the egg side too. Yeah, and and there, and and study after study that comes across our desk, ladies and gentlemen, it just has a lot to do with these endocrine disrupting chemicals and how they they just wreck wreck have it with your endocrine system and your gender, especially the male gender. That, that's what I'm finding, uh, leading to lower testosterone levels, testicular cancer. Uh, they're called gender-bending endocrine-disrupting chemicals, gender-bending. 
So how do you do? You know, what do you do? You go to the ewg.org website. You 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 search for things that are safe. Okay, uh, and you you modify your lifestyle, like Dr. Jaffe said. Uh, lifestyle modifications can influence over ninety percent of your epigenetics. You want lifestyle change. Okay, you want to avoid the fast foods, just like Dr. Jerry says. Shower curtains. I didn't even think of that. And then read, read, read the ingredients in your detergents uh, that you use every day, your pro- beauty products, your shampoos, your sh- whatever. It's, uh, it's crazy. This stuff has, has long half-life. You, uh, you said, what, it took two weeks for the BPA to uh, get out of your system, Jerry? No, they said even just several days of eating several days. You know, good, wholesome food, just like three days. Wow. So – Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the chemicals industry is is doing great. Uh, the, the, these chemicals, phthalates and BPA, are are affecting us, our thyroid function. How many times have we talked about thyroid? And you know what? I think it's even affecting the wildlife. I think it's getting into the water system, and the animals are are, are ingesting this stuff. And uh, gosh, I remember in, uh, when I was in medical school. Uh, you were not worried about fertility, but fertility treatments and, and fertility doctors are, are all, all over because pe- people cannot have babies. Sperms are not good anymore. They're low and they're deformed, low, sp- low, sp- low sperm count. Uh, you know, that might be the end of our civilization. I don't know. So uh, that's that's our take on, on uh, these uh, unnatural chemicals that uh, you can find around your house. Anything else? We I think we covered that pretty good, Dr. Jerry. Yeah, just to go back to the uh, basics again. Life, keep it simple. You know, they have that KISS principle. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's switch over now to, to uh, the pharmaceutical company's uh, cash cow. And that is no, no none other than the statin drugs. I'm going to bring. I'm going to just mention one thing, and then again, Dr. Jerry has a a load of information on this. But uh, the benefit of lowering cholesterol. Okay, first of all, there's no need for it, but the toll it can take on your brain. That's what I want to talk to you about because over 60% of our brain needs cholesterol and fat. So you're not going to hear this from the mainstream media, but the truth is that taking statins could lead you to Parkinson's. Now, it could lead you to dementia and other diseases. I want to just talk about Parkinson's because I'm seeing a lot of it in my development here, and I'm just in southwest Florida. I see a lot of people shaking. I just even see a, a preacher now shaking uh, as he's giving his uh, sermons. And uh, the latest research has found that patients uh, uh, not taking – let's see, what's this say? And, the latest research has found that of patients not taking statins, those with the highest cholesterol numbers. Now, is a person not taking a statin, having high cholesterol numbers, seem to have a protective shield against Parkinson's? We've talked, we've talked about how your brain needs fat. Okay, now a little background, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to Dr. Jerry. Three years ago, doctors in the UK found close to double uh, risk of developing Parkinson's if you take a statin. 
That research was over two decades, 20 years, and involved real people, 16,000 of them. Last year, researchers from Penn State College of Medicine, my old hometown, my own home state, confirmed a link between statins and an increased risk of Parkinson's that they first uncovered. Guess they took them up to 2016 to, re- to discover this. And I don't, re- I don't remember hearing this on the nightly news. I don't hear any mainstream media telling you about the association of Parkinson's disease with statin drugs, even in Pennsylvania. Now researchers in Israel, they just let the cat out of the bag again. And once again, they prove that cholesterol is your, bre- is your brain's best friend. They, they studied over 260,000 people who did not take these drugs. And they found that the higher your cholesterol, the lower your risk of Parkinson's disease, especially if you're a guy, especially if you're a male. Now, under normal circumstances, this would be a bombshell. This should be on every news channel there is. But this big news, ladies and gentlemen, it fizzled out faster than a wet match and was only covered by a couple publications. The truth is that this connection is basic brain chemistry. Cholesterol serves a vital function in your body and protects you from a host of neurological conditions. But what about the risk of allowing your cholesterol to be too high? Isn't that putting your heart in danger? Answer is no. And if you didn't hear it, it's no again. If you didn't hear it, it's no again. Because research going back to the 60s found that blood cholesterol levels have very little influence on arterial plaque. And remember I I talked to you about a study out of the journal Circulation that showed that the, the calcium index rose in people taking statin drugs? So, if you want to protect your brain, you work with your physician to get off these statins. And if you truly have a high cholesterol, you can bring the number down without drugs. So, uh, we'll talk about a few things that I want to tell you about that you can avoid with statins. But Dr. Jerry has some great statistics. I mean, I can't believe one in four Americans. Dr. Jerry, why don't you tell our listeners? Yeah, basically, um, 99 people out of 100 don't need statins. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. And and now they're pushing it for school children because the, their, their markets are drying up, so they have to expand them. And, uh, you know, that to me is criminal uh, that they're pushing to get the little kids on, on these darn drugs. Uh, and pretty soon you, you'll have your pets on statin drugs. In fact, they were making them into chewables. Statin chewables oh for the God. kids. Yeah, wow. I read that. that. That freaked me out, you know, when you start oh. seeing stuff like that. Um, so basically, you know, I said there's over 900 studies proving the adverse effects that run the gamut from the damn muscle pain. It's not just muscle pain. It's rhabdomyolysis, which is a fancy technical medical term saying it's breaking down your muscle tissue. So, you know, you're physically, you're deteriorating. Um, they, it depletes your, your coenzyme Q10 levels. You know, and the, the crime, um, Pfizer patented a combo drug, CoQ10 plus Lipitor, which they also owned the, the patent on. But they conveniently put it on the top shelf and they wouldn't put it out there because now you're going to develop congestive heart failure. So now you can sell them more drugs for that problem. Wow. Yeah, it's it just um, 
the key in the equation is that the human body needs real materials to heal. And cholesterol, as Dr. Ron, you know, explicitly described, the brain needs a cholesterol for the neurotransmitters to heal the brain. The, the wrappings around your nerve fibers are cholesterol. Uh, you know, it just goes on and on. 60-plus hormones that your adrenal cortex puts out ha- needs cholesterol for the base for every one of these hormones. So these poor people that are getting a full sense of security by having cholesterol levels under 200, they're the ones that are dying of massive heart attacks. Absolutely. It's, it's really nuts. Absolutely nuts. Um, you know, with diabetes, we you know, we mentioned that. You get insulin resistance. Uh, it could be insulin resistance contributes to chronic inflammation. You know, when the insulin level goes up, and this is, ties in the whole enzyme program with the seropeptase, when the insulin goes up, you got in- systemic inflammation. When you got systemic inflammation, you got fibrosis. So the spinoff, now you got elevated blood pressure because the fibrin gets into the microcapillary system and your heart can't pump hard enough to get the blood through so your blood pressure goes up. So what do they do? Put you on a diuretic or a calcium channel blocker or some other fancy drug to slow your heart down. So now the blood's not perfusing into the tissue and it's causing degeneration, disease, and death. I mean, wow. the, there's no logic, absolutely no logic on on their mechanical or Neanderthal approach to, to treating the symptoms. I know I had two blood pressure patients recently. One guy was spiking every day, and the other guy had elevated blood pressure, and nothing controlled either one of them. Six weeks on the serapeptase, the zymescence, and both their blood pressures are in the normal range now. So, you know, when you see this stuff happening clinically, you know, your eyeballs roll around like a slot machine, and it just brings a big smile to your face because you're not hurting the patient. They're solving the problem. And their quality of life improves. I mean, I, I haven't had one patient that said that they felt lousy by taking it, you know, the enzyme to increase their microcirculation. You know, you can buy all these fancy machines for $5,200 um, a Beamer, which I'm not knocking the machine, but the machine basically is treating a symptom. The symptom is resulting of fibrin buildup in the circulation. So to have a frequency machine that increases the circulation, it's still an allopathic mentality with a non-invasive therapy modality, but it's still not getting to the root cause. That's my biggest gripe in medicine. Root well, cause. Absolutely. They don't get to the, to, the, to the cause of the condition, and they're making lab studies and, and symptoms, diseases, dry skin disease, oily skin disease, High cholesterol, hypercholesterolemia, you know, and it reminds me. I had one of one of my best uh, instructors was Dr. Albert Press at Hahnemann Medical College, Nell Drexel. He said, "Medicine of the future." Now, this was in the '60s. He said, "Will be if it's high, lower it; if it's low, higher it." He was ahead of his time, and that's what <laughs> that's what these guys are just doing. They're they're just doing that. Let, let let me give you a statistic here, ladies and gentlemen. In the whole world. Before statins, there was four cases of rhabdomyolysis a year. Now, since statins, 200,000. Now, does that sound like it might be a, a correlation there? But it's not high enough for the FDA to ban it. <laughs> well, 
this these new drugs to lower cholesterol, these P what are PCSK nine drugs, the ones they have to inject that cost fourteen, fifteen thousand dollars a year. All the studies on those drugs were done under a cloud of neurocognitive adverse events, which is the Parkinson's, the dementia, the, the tremors, anything having the fog, the brain fog, every one of them, because it got it 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 put your cholesterol, lowered your cholesterol to levels that were extreme. Okay? And and you know what? No matter what you read, and I do a lot of reading as Dr. Jerry, we get a lot of things across our desk every day. I don't think anybody really knows the consequences of lowering your cholesterol to those extremes. We know what it was happening. Okay? And you know what? They're using us as guinea pigs because they can't, they, they don't want to do the research. Now, the only thing that I think should be uh, normalized to to your uh, age 30 is your hormones, okay? Because I'm finding out, Dr. Jerry, that the the 30 is the new 50. People are aging. They really are. Uh, They're taking all these drugs, and uh, they're not doing well. Well, the other uh, interesting thing is, uh, you know, Dr. Wong brings out that after 27, the aging process starts to accelerate because of the reduced volume of pancreatic enzymes. So it's all intertwined between the hormones levels and the increased fibrin in the tissue. So the body just, it's kind of like a sponge getting clogged up. It can't hold anymore. And then it just spills over in the bloodstream and goes to another organ or brain or wherever. Yeah, I mean, what did you say? 99 out of, 99 out of 100 people don't don't need these drugs to start with. But, you know, right. they are, they are, 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 our listeners, and if they're patients of a cardiologist, they're in a bind because the cardiologist is going to say, you need it, but he has nothing else to offer. He has nothing else to offer. He won't tell you about partially hydrogenated oils. He won't tell you to add good fats, and he'll demonize olive oil and coconut oil. Okay, he no, because he has a anything. study from Harvard. He has that famous study from Harvard that says yeah. coconut oil is not good. You know, and the interesting thing about coconut oil is you don't need the enzymes from the pancreas to digest it in the liver. It just takes the strain off the liver. Yeah, I mean, so so Dr. Jerry, I mean, if our if our if our listeners, if they exercise regularly. I mean, even a daily walk, right? I mean, get some exercise, cut down on your carbs. I mean, I think intermittent fasting is is, is super. It's a way to go. It's it's maybe not eating for twelve to sixteen hours a day. Which, if you sleep eight, you got eight done already. It's just four more in the morning. Uh, intermittent fasting. Get rid of the hydrogenated oils. Read your labels, please, and please add uh, olive oil and coconut oil to your diet. I think it's really important. And if you are on a statin, please add CoQ10. It's critical because it'll wipe you out. And as Dr. Jerry said, then you'll have heart failure. And then they have another uh, disease that they can treat. Well, you know, what's interesting you said about the the intermittent fasting. Like you said, you got eight hours of sleep or seven hours of sleep. And if you take a glass of 12 ounces of warm water with some food-grade diatomaceous earth, that'll help fill your belly clean out your the gunk in your intestines it'll absorb heavy metals and other toxins it's also anti-parasitic it has no real taste to it 
and it's innocuous, and you'll be full. And you and that's what I do in the mornings a lot of times. Just by doing that, then I have my first meal at lunchtime. Well, that's what the Hunzes did, and they lived to 130, 140 years old. They didn't eat their first meal until lunch. Right. That's an easy way to, to do an intermittent fast, absolutely. So any other uh, suggestions for our listeners to, to – uh, first of all, don't worry about your cholesterol. And if anything, like Dr. Jaffe said, you have to know the size of, of your cholesterol particles. So you need a LDL particle test if, if, you're, if you're going in that direction. Uh, uh, just don't, don't be obsessed with your cholesterol numbers because, uh, you know, I, I think Dr. Jerry and I have been become fans of Dr. Wong and – and what he says in one of his recent podcasts is that 1966 uh, blood cholesterol was 300. Then they said it should be 240. Now they they want it below 200. But you know, ladies and gentlemen, you cannot get below 200 without a statin drug. And if it's below 180, forget your hormones. You're not making any. So uh, well, yeah, that's all I have. From a blood standpoint, yeah, basically. The thing you really want to focus in on is your ratio. The HDL to total cholesterol ratio should ideally be above 24%. And if it's below 10%, you have significant elevated risk for heart disease. So the the blood tests individually are not going to give you good information. It's the ratio. And if your triglyceride to HDL ratio uh, if it's over two, again, you're going to be at risk heart attack. But see, the doctors aren't looking at the ratios. It, t- it takes too much time. All right. I think that's, that bears repeating because that's an important point. Yeah, basically, when you get your blood test, you could do it yourself. Your HDL level over your total cholesterol should be ideally above 24%. And if it's below 10%, then you're at risk for a heart disease. And if your triglyceride to HDL ratio is above two, again, you're going to be at risk for heart disease. So these figures you can calculate yourself right from your own blood tests. Right. I think that's important. And too low, I can just, again, I can't emphasize enough that having a cholesterol that's too low just increases your risk of a lot of diseases, including the neuro, neuro ones like Parkinson's and dementia. And, you know, some people even think you can get a stroke from having a too low cholesterol. And how about depression and, and suicide and violent behavior? Uh, are we seeing any of that to, in today's world? That's that's when you're at 11 o'clock news every night. Yeah, I mean, and it, memory it's, loss. It's, funda- yeah, it's yeah. fundamental. And how many how many times have you ever heard anybody tell you that cholesterol is an antioxidant? You're the first guy yes. that said it. Ask your cardiologist. I heard it from Dr. Cranton back in, in, in when, when he presented that paper at the uh, Holistic Health Conference in, in Nevada. But it's you know everybody that anyone that's not using drugs to treat patients knows it. Okay, but cholesterol is is a needed uh, ingredient of your body. It's a needed fat. It's an antioxidant. It coats it's in there, it coats all the membranes of your body, especially your brain. Gosh, protect your brain, ladies and gentlemen. Well, the other big thing that you mentioned was the vitamin D. And, you know, what doctors consider normal around 20, was the micrograms per deciliter, is way, way too low. I mean, they're linking all kinds of, uh, you know, childhood 
problems with birthing problems uh, with low vitamin D levels. You need the cholesterol to make that vitamin D3. And that's so, so important. And the other thing that's really spooky um, is that these vaccines, especially the childhood vaccines, they were picking up nagalase, which is an enzyme that actually inhibits the production of the body to produce vitamin D3. So you're, you, these vaccines are compromising your immune system by suppressing its function. Wow. It does. It, it's a vicious circle. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we say you have to be the CEO of your own body. It's important that you listen to shows like this. We're on every Tuesday at 4 o'clock. Tell your friends they can dial in at uh, 347-989-8899. They can um, hopefully next week we'll have uh, everything worked out and we'll not only we're going to be doing a podcast next week. That's not that means we will do our normal podcast. We're going to do in video, and hopefully you can see us either on Facebook or YouTube live. So, uh, just if you can help us spread the word, we want to we we uh, want to get the word out there uh, that we're doing this. And October, let's see, two and fourteenth, October sixteenth, we definitely get, uh, will have Dr. Uh, William Wong on. He was supposed to be on October 2nd, but in, a, in correspondence to us, he told us he's been uh, selected for jury duty and he cannot get out of it. So uh, we have to delay that. So we will definitely have him for October 16th. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry. This is Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. Uh, Facebook page, same name. Uh, YouTube channel, same, same uh, channel. And when we start... Uh, doing the video portion of it also uh, Dr. Uh, Jerry has a YouTube channel. What's your YouTube channel Dr. Jerry? Yeah, I think it's uh, GHS uh, Doc. Okay, you, we'll, we'll, we'll announce it when we go and you'll be able to watch it watch it, and tell your friends about it uh, and give us a thumbs up if you like what you see and hear. You might not like what you see, but hopefully you like what you hear. All right. So what did Harry Truman say? He said a lot of things. He said, if you can't convince them, confuse them. And I want to use that to uh, introduce our next topic, which is fructose. Okay. Is it good? Is it bad? It's HFCS, uh, a high fructose corn syrup. Okay. The average American increased their consumption of high fructose corn syrup mostly from sugar-sweetened drinks and processed food from zero to 60 pounds per year. During this time, obesity rates have tripled, diabetes in, uh, increased incidence of more than sevenfold. So here, another another uh, arrow pointing to diabetes. We just talked about BPA. We talked about statins. You wonder why we have a diabetes epidemic? Okay, I mean you just can't ignore this. It's 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 in black and white. So doubt and confusion are the currency of deception, ladies and gentlemen. They sow the seeds of complacency, and don't think the uh, refiners don't know how to use this. Okay, the corn industry spends millions on misinformation campaigns. Okay, they would they 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 would call anything into question. So. Physicians are also targeted. When I was in practice, I would always get these these glossy monographs, 
that science and HCF science says that H, uh, high fructose corn syrup is safe and no other, not, not different than cane sugar. And I, I would get all kinds of stuff when I was in practice. Okay. But not true. Okay. So the, what, what does the science say? I'm going to give you a few uh, facts. And then Dr. Jerry, again, he's done a lot of homework on this. Uh, after studying this myself, okay. Uh, my my uh, my I just dropped my notes. Uh, okay, sugar in any form, ladies and gentlemen, causes obesity and disease when consumed in pharmacological doses, and that's the point I want to make. These are not physiological doses; these are pharmacological doses of fructose that we're talking about. Cane sugar and high fructose corn syrup are both harmful winning when they are consumed in pharmacological doses. And now it's up, when you combine the two, 140 pounds per person a year. Now, my, my neighbor ships fructose in his, in his train cars, 18,000 pounds per train car. He tells me that Coke will make a million cans of Coke from one train car of fructose. Okay. So, uh, okay, it's associated with a lot of diseases. I'll talk to you a little bit uh, about liver disease in a minute. But Dr. Jerry has a lot of great information on this. So I'm going to turn it over to him, and then I'll come back in. Dr. Jerry, tell us about this consumption of this stuff. Well, you know, it's – risen 135% between 1977 and the year 2001. And the reason, of course, it's cheaper and sweeter than glucose. So why not, you know, save the bucks and they can increase their profits. But the thing that really got me uh, uh, disturbed about this whole thing is the only organ that can process the fructose is the liver. There it is. And the fructose there is, is like alcohol. It causes fatty degeneration. It converts there it is. The, the sugar right from the sugar to carbohydrate right to the fat. And that's why you don't have to be an alcoholic. All you got to do is get the high fructose corn syrup in you, and you're going to have a fatty liver. You're done. And that, 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 that kind of really that blew so me away. Oh, so, so when true. you get a liver transplant, right, Dr. Ron? You get a liver transplant, yeah. you think you're going to be safe. Well, if you have this poison in your diet, and, and was it 50-some percent of uh, – yeah, 55% of all the beverages have high fructose corn syrup in it, 55%. Yeah. So it you think, really? you know, you're, you're – yeah, it's nuts. So it damages yeah, I mean, your liver. So you're going to go through all the surgery and take uh, prednisone and – all these immune suppressant drugs, and you're still going to go down a slippery slope. And you know what, Dr. Jerry, not to inter- uh, interrupt, but I mean, this, this 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 liver disease affects everybody, men, women, and children. It doesn't discriminate against anybody. Right. Okay. You know, and uh, so and that 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 liver part is really critical. Uh, Rochester, I, you know, I'll talk to you about Rot, the, uh, Rochester, Minnesota, uh, when the, they, what they did there. Uh, they said that uh, they developed uh, – well, Dr. Jerry, just, just go on because this will fit in later. Uh, I mean, the fructose in your liver, ladies and gentlemen, it, could, it, it causes non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. You know what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, acetaminophen? 
non-alcoholic fatty liver disease? Is it you see if you see something that maybe patterns, patterns, a yeah. pattern? You see why uh, they, they we were doing so many liver transplants? Well, you know the interesting thing is the number one source of calories in the United States today is soda. And 55% <laughs> is sweetened with high fructose corn syrup. <laughs> wow. It, and you shouldn't call it's fructose a, sugar, right? Oh, they have all kinds of fancy names for it to dis, to disguise it. Maize, wow. maize syrup, maize, they call it, um, you know, because they don't want you to get, you know, the knowledge that this poison is in yeah. the food that they're producing. And it's a pro-inflammatory. So... It speeds up the aging process, which we've been harping on in the last few uh, shows about increased fibrin, cuts down the circulation, and no wonder you get stiff and your joints hurt and you can't bend down and tie your shoes. It's it's just wow. nuts. Well, this this fructose corn syrup, ladies and gentlemen, it's cheap, and it's something that you you don't hear a lot about. It's genetically modified sugar substitute. And it's as toxic as to the liver as one person said, as kryptonite is a Superman. And there are studies upon studies about this kryptonite stuff, how it's just ruining our liver. You know, you, if you pump fructose in their lab rats, they get fatty liver disease. So new drugs can be tested. So they give rats, if they want to test a drug on fatty liver, they give them fructose. How about that? Does that, does that, does that strike a bell? Is that another pattern? Uh, well, yeah. Plus, you got the obesity problem today. You got all these munchkins running around the malls. You got your elevated blood pressure problems, uh, your elevated triglycerides, and I think it's probably put on the market to to give you more LDLs and elevated triglycerides. So now you need the statins. <laughs> it depletes vitamins and minerals. You have cardiovascular disease. Cancer, arthritis, gout, dementia. I mean, you know, they're hitting us from every possible source. Uh, and, and you know, you, if you don't take time to educate yourself, uh, you're basically planning your demise at a much earlier uh, time frame. It's crazy. Um, let me, let me, your, your processed foods, it's loaded with this stuff. Yeah. All right. Let, let me give you just two two things, maybe, Dr. Jerry, because I just found that this out myself. Uh Fructose causes leaky gut. It pu- it punches holes in your intestine. I I never thought of fructose as as causing leaky gut syndrome, but there's no doubt about it. It causes, like you said, inflammation, and that triggers leaky gut. And guess what? Well, you know the, guess what the interesting. Fructose... Yeah, but you know Go what? Ahead. Maybe maybe interrelated with that is the glyphosate because the fructose is made from corn, right? Yep. And if it's genetically modified and sprayed, you're going to get the glyphosate in with the sugar. There you go. And that there causes leaky gut, too. So you, you could be getting it from two areas. It's being magnified. Wow. Wow. You know what else I found out? That uh, this high fructose corn syrup in, has contaminants in it. But the one that, that stuck out when I was reading this report is mercury. Wow. Now, That's crazy. We're not getting enough in our vaccines. We might as well get more with the high fructose corn syrup. Isn't that incredible? I mean, where have you ever heard of that except on this show, right, Jerry? Yeah. And and even now, the infant formulas 
contain high fructose corn syrup. That floored wow. me. I mean, wow. nothing is sacred anymore. And 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 you need this. It's a it's a uh, what should we say? It 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 it's a medical necessity to eat fructose, right? Oh, everyone's deficient in fructose. Come on. <laughs> I mean, this is just. Uh, it, you can't make a, this it, stuff it, up. Real t- you really can't. I get tongue-tied when I see all the stuff here. That when you really dig into it, and uh, one one researcher said, if you see HFCS, high fructose corn syrup, it's almost always a marker of poor quality, nutrient poor, disease creating food products. Or food and you know they have a designation of HFCS dash ninety. It's ninety percent pure fructose or fructose syrup. You really? Know, they also have lower quality. Yeah, they, I didn't realize it, but they have different concentrations of the fructose. Some forty-two or fifty-five percent. So um, sometimes they're designated as HFCS dash ninety. Wow. So we're really consuming a lot of this stuff, aren't we? I mean, at 140 pounds a year, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think our bodies are used to that. Uh, we weren't genetically uh, engineered to to have this much adulteration, and uh, it's it it and and it's always associated with poor quality foods and and other compounds and chemicals that and like I say, even mercury. So, what do we do? Go to the farmer's market. All right. I mean, that's, I mean, that's important. I mean, uh, it's important that people have options. Uh, well, you know, everybody is in the fast lane, so they don't have time to shop. They don't have time to cook. So it's like, you know, fast food restaurants. And, um, you know, you pay, you play. That's the key. And then, then, then they're going to wonder why they, they're in the nursing home at uh, 65 with a tube up every orifice. Yeah, that's why, you know, I, I've been saying 31 is the new 50. I yeah. want to give you something, Dr. Jerry. I think this will, to use your term, blow your circuit. Did you ever hear of agave syrup? Yeah, but it has fructose or, or, in it. Yeah, 97%. Oh, my God. Wow. 97% fructose. Agave. I, you, so you let, can get let's a, give our – yeah, I know. It's crazy. Let's give our listeners – a few tidbits on how to protect their livers because that's your main filter. You know, if if your liver goes, your history, fermented foods, for example, you know, cultured vegetables, they provide your body with beneficial bacteria to aid digestion and detoxification. You know, kimchi, for example, is wonderful for breaking down pesticides. So the Koreans are, you know, one up on us uh, with eating the fermented uh, cabbage. Cruciferous vegetables, the broccoli, the cabbage, the cauliflower, bok choy, daikon, daikon's a Japanese radish. Again, it helps uh, your liver neutralize toxins, including chemicals, pesticides, medications, and carcinogens. You don't hear your statin drugs giving you these benefits <laughs> or the high fructose corn syrup or aspirin doing this stuff. I mean, Mother Nature provides all the darn answers, except we've veered so far from from reality that, uh, you know, we don't know which ends up. Your dark green leafy vegetables, your kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, dandelion greens, they're rich in sulfur, which helps your liver to detoxify. Why do you think a dog eats young grass? 
because it's the sulfur in the young grass that's helping to detoxify his liver. He don't feel well. That's why they eat the, the grass. I mean, animals are smart. They're in, in, instinctive. Your seaweeds. I remember back in the 80s, I got involved with macrobiotics for six years. And, you know, at first it tasted like God, almost awful stuff I ever, you know, came across. But once you get used to it, you know, your body starts to zing like a, a Ferrari, you know, sprouts high levels of enzymes and catalysts to make your body work better. Um, you know, the key in the equation is living food has more enzymes, and that that's one of the secrets of longevity and health. Well, here's, a, here's a question. Here's a question yeah. from a listener. What about okay. fruits? fruits? Fruits have fructose in them. Yeah, but they're not as high concentrated as, uh, you know, the, the manufactured fructose. Again, right. And they not, also have fiber, right? And the fiber. Exactly. Which helps the transient time so it doesn't get absorbed as quickly. Exactly. And again, if you're you're not getting a super concentrated amount if you're eating fruit. And plus the fruit has the enzymes in it to digest the components. So that's the name of the game is you know, when you start cooking the fruit then you got trouble. Exactly. Right. So a couple more so, little tidbits here. You have some garlic and onions. Uh your your good organic eggs that are high in protein, artichokes, you know, they have a milk thistle or silymarin, which supports a liver detox, your mushrooms, your maitake, shiitake, reishi, coconut oil, again, which has less stress on your liver because it doesn't require any fat-digesting enzymes from your pancreas. Avocados are high in glutathione, so it helps your liver to detox. And then lastly, herbs, um, you know, ginger, cumin, coriander, cardamom, cayenne pepper, cinnamon, fennel, and turmeric, they all help the liver to detox. And so again, the answers are out there in in the fresh foods. So, if you had to if you had to digest that down to maybe 3, 4, or 5 products, which what, what would you choose? Well, basically fermented foods because that okay. gives you enzymes and, uh, you know, cruciferous vegetables, the cabbage, broccoli, and dark green vegetables, and, and the herbs. That would be like the main thrust if you had to, you know, start on a good campaign to clean out your system. Yeah, starting out to get your liver working properly, and then you could go ahead and add the samarin and, and the other other ingredients, right? Exactly, because it's like a car. I mean, if your filters are clogged and the dirt keeps circulating in your engine, it wears out your engine, the pistons. So your body's no different when your liver can't pull out, you know, the breakdown products of these medications that you're on or the the food dyes or, you know, the plasticizers and BPA and all that nonsense. It just keeps recirculating in the system. Okay, so... You, you, ladies and gentlemen, you have to read for, uh, food labels and watch out for fructose or fructose ninety or uh, corn syrup or uh, maize. Any, they even call it maize. Maize. There you go. I mean, there's a new one. All right, but just you got to remember this stuff. You got to remember that it's fructose, okay? And you got to get it out of your life. It's another liver killer, and it's associated with cancers. So, and it. it it is associated with people getting liver transplants. You don't want to be on that list. That's you don't want to be on any transplant list. Okay. So, uh, please read the labels. 
and then do what Dr. Jerry says, do a liver, liver cleanse. This, uh, some people do that once or twice a year, right, Dr. Jerry? Yeah, I mean, even uh, if, if your lawn is clean, you can eat the dandelion greens from your lawn, uh, as long as your neighbor not spraying glyphosate. But that'll clean out your liver and your kidney. I mean, when I make a salad, I don't use iceberg lettuce. I'll use dandelion greens. It just tastes better to me, and it has more you know, nutritional value and, and functionality to it. Wow. All right. Well, that's good advice, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, all right, we've we've talked about BPA, we've talked about statins. Uh, I hope you got some information that you can use from that. Uh, and are do you think uh, you're you're aspirin deficient? Have you looked at least some of this aspirin stuff uh, has made made the uh, the headlines? Okay, uh, that uh, you don't aspirin has no benefit and may increase cancer. New England Journal of Medicine. I mean, I. People like to quote that journal, okay, but uh, New England Journal of Medicine study reveals aspirin has no benefit and may increase cancer mortality. Wow. You, are you still taking a baby aspirin every day, ladies and gentlemen? Okay, because 19,000 healthy adults were studied and found that enteric-coated aspirin, similar to a baby aspirin, increased your risk of death and did not listen to this, did not reduce the risk of heart disease, disability, dementia, or cancer. Okay, did not. So, Jerry, are you taking your, your baby aspirin every day? Oh, I take two, just in case the first one doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the joke of it all is, you know, back in the um, 1918, 1919 uh, flu pandemic, you know, they were shoving aspirin at everybody back in uh, September, October, before the flu season, thinking that it was going to be, you know, beneficial. I mean, there's a whole article in the medical uh, literature, salicylates and pandemic influenza mortality. And boy, I'll tell you, what people don't realize, and it spooked the hell out of me, but salicylates, which are what aspirins are, salicylic acid, cause immediate lung toxicity, and may predispose patients to bacterial infection by increasing lung fluid and protein levels and impairing the uh, mucociliary clearance of the lungs. So by taking the uh, aspirin as a preventative, you're actually setting yourself up for increased uh, virility or or, uh, virulence of the darn viruses that you may come in contact with. You know, it thins the blood opens up the porosity of blood vessels. So the uh, level of toxicity is usually around twice the virulence if you didn't take the damn aspirin, and you're going to have four times longer recuperating uh, from the, the flu. It, it's a joke. Wow. And, and now it, it's taken all these years, and I, I, ha- I haven't really done a poll of, of, of people that I associate with that, that – that know this, that know that aspirin is, is there's no need to take an aspirin, okay, and that it can actually uh, attribute to prior to cancer, okay, and, and everybody knows that you could get some bleeding, but there was no there were there's no pluses on the, in the plus column for aspirin. There was no. Oh, you no sure there is? It, kill, it kills your kidney, doctor. It kills your <laughs> kidney. Come on, oh, that's a, a plus. No, and it increases your your death rate. I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Oh God, ladies and gentlemen, it can cause a lot of harm. Uh, and and we've been taken. And, and Dr. Jerry and I had a discussion about the original study using aspirin, but they didn't use aspirin. They used a, a product, a scriptin, which I don't even know whether they still make. But it was a magnesium oxide uh, coating well, along with they, the acid. Yeah, they probably took it off the market because they finally realized that the magnesium would help to keep the coronary blood vessels open. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and gosh, and, and we've talked about magnesium, how important it is and how deficient we are as a society of magnesium. Uh, geez, so uh, none, none of that ever sees the light of day. No, because well, it'll decrease. Uh, you're taking the flu shots. In fact, 75% of the patients who had the flu shot came down with the flu anyway. What <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a joke! <laughs> it really is. Oh my god! So all these, you know, one of my patients was just telling me, oh, she said uh, she had the flu, and she said, oh, I've been taking aspirin. I said, oh, you, Mariana, you don't want to do that, please, because yeah. it's just going to make the virus spread faster and and extend by four times your recover your you know recuperation rate it just you know again the advertisers pay the advertising budget so they're not going to you know knock this stuff on the 11 o'clock news and that, that's what the bottom line is yes it's, it's follow the dollar yeah all right let me you know so so here we have another thing that can cause leaky gut right Absolutely, and and, and, and most le- of the elderly people, you know, have problems with the bleeding, uh, you know, hemorrhaging in their gut. And it's coming from the NSA drugs, from yeah. you know the Tylenol, the aspirin, the Motrin, the ibuprofen, the Advil. I mean, you, you're just looking for trouble. It's it's going to come. You know, and 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 I just to get just to complete the circle. Then then we have so much autoimmunity today, which can be related back to the thyroid. It can be related back to arthritis. I read a statistic, Doctor Jerry, in 1990, one out of 10,000 people had arthritis. In 2000, it was one in 250. One in 250. And and these toxins are just, uh, and I think, uh, are just attacking our joints. I read an interesting study. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. If you get a proteus infection in your urine, okay, so if you have a urine infection, uh, the uh, urease looks similar to hyaline cartilage. And the antibodies against the proteus, guess what? They're destroying your, your joints if you're, uh, if you're run down and susceptible to it. You know, a big missing link that's not being discussed is also the root canal problem with arthritis. See, uh, there's a a great documentary called Root Cause that uh, just came out that actually I was interviewed for. But the point is that you have thioethers, which are uh, related to mustard gas, and these poisons are leaking out from these dead organs that the dentist preserves. And so it's getting into your joints. It's getting into the lymphatic system, so it can affect your heart, your thyroid, your thymus, the breast, the prostate. You know, I just, in fact, I just had a fellow in yesterday who has a has a prostate problem and, and intestinal problems, and he was exposed to Agent Orange, but he also had a root canal, and the toxins ah. from the root canal were in his prostate, and in his heart, and and his uh, liver. So again, you know, all these hidden things 
or inter intertwined. It's not just one magic bullet that's causing the problem or, or solution. It's it's uh, multifactorial. I mean, because it's, it's so complicated. You know, people that are under stress, they become too acidic. You're too acidic, your oxygen level is going to be low. Well, guess what? Pathogens flourish under low oxygen. So this is how it all starts. And then your adrenals get beat up and your thyroid gets beat up. And before you know it, you're taking psychedelic drugs because the doctor's telling you you're crazy. <laughs> well, I, th I think you hit on a great point and one that we don't discuss enough. And we, 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 I think we, we gave our listeners a lot of information today. But that that is the uh, connection between your oral health and your brain. You know, we Absolutely. talk about leaky gut, but we don't talk about the blood-brain barrier and leaky brain. But, I mean, it is connected, right? Well, not only to the brain, but to your intestines. And so whatever poisons are draining out of your mouth are going right into your stomach and your intestines. And, and your intestines are linked directly to the lymphatic system and the vagus nerve up into the brain. So it's one big cycle there. Yeah, so... It is, it's really important. I mean, if you have a root canal, you really should go to what, what type of a dentist would you say? A bio? A biological dentist that biological has training dentist. that can assess it properly because, uh, you know, just taking an x-ray, you're not going to see the toxicity in the tooth or the bone. You're just seeing uh, gradations of, of uh, contrast, you know, between the bone and the teeth. But it takes, uh, you remember the doctors, was it 15 to 18 percent? bone density before it'll show up on a radiograph yep so you can and, you have know, a you know initial osteoporosis but it'll never show up in a radiograph yeah I, and 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 i i have notes from when uh from dr weston price when i uh ladies and gentlemen he was a cleveland dentist and dr uh, jerry smith knows more about him than i did but he did extraordinary research on root canal teeth and uh maybe we should talk about that uh, yeah, at some point. But what was interesting, I think his own son died because he had an infected tooth, and then he connected the dots. And in his research, he literally took infected teeth out of patients, whether it be root canal or just infected teeth, and put them under the skin of a healthy rabbit. And the rabbit came down with the same disease that the patient had. That's how wow. he made the connection. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I mean, and 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 now there are there are uh, root canal dentists uh, on every corner. Come on in, uh, you know, uh, glad to do your root canal. And most of the time, as you have uh, educated me, they even if you have a root canal, they don't get down to the ligament and, and get the whole thing. They can't do it. Well, yeah, you have horizontal dental tubules and horizontal nerves that you know uh, come into the pulp of the tooth or the roots, and mechanically you you can't instrument those and so you have a dead a dead tooth now what's interesting from the research that i read when you have a viable living tooth you have a circulatory system because you have blood vessels you know artery and vein goes into the tooth and you have lymphatics and the, and the the lymph fluid flows from the inside of the tooth outward in, through the dental tubules add into the surrounding bone. Now, when the tooth becomes root canal and, and, and embalmed, it's dead, you have a reverse flow. So any toxicity in the mouth literally gets sucked in like a vacuum into the tooth, and it becomes a reservoir of poisons. Wow. Huh. Yeah, they don't they don't look at it from that perspective. Yeah, no, no one no one really wants to talk about it. 
uh, I had attended some lectures by Hal Huggins. I think I don't know whether Hal's still around or not, but no, he, he, he always he did pass away. I mean, he yeah. he was uh, he he wrote a lot of books and he was ahead of his time in root canals. From, no, he from was my on time. He was on time. <laughs> on time, yeah. I mean, from my perspective as a practicing physician, I mean, yeah. he was the one that I got a lot of this information. I would never have known about root canals and, and its associations. And dental DNA, and I gotta give you, I gotta give you a lot of credit, Dr. Jerry, before we sign off. I, and I'll, I'll, I'll read this article later. It came through in the mail today. It's called "A Mystery Answer to Restoring Brain Health" by Dr. Minkoff, a medical doctor, Julie Meyer Hunt, a, a, a chiropractor, and basically they are understanding the cranial cervical junction, brain health. And that's, didn't you haven't you been telling us that for years? Yeah, well, not only the cranial cervical connection, but there's the occlusal cranial connection, which is documented in the medical literature that manual dexterity and cognitive function, you know, brain thought processes are related to proper occlusion. So so it's there in the medical literature. It's just they're all starting to – the dots are starting to get closer and closer now. So pretty soon they'll work their way up to the teeth. Well, you definitely are a pioneer. Uh, let me just, uh, uh, I see Dr. Dan's on here. Let me just say hello to Dr. Dan, and then we'll uh, close today out. Dr. Dan. Good good afternoon, almost good evening. Yes. How are uh, you? We, we are doing good. We had a great program today, uh, lots of information. I want to remind our listeners, we are now, beside everything else, we are on, we were accepted, and all our uh Podcasts are are on iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can th- listen to any one of our podcasts for the last five years on uh, iHeartRadio uh, and all the other uh, ones that I talked about earlier, Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Google Play. So, Dr. Dr. Dan, we are good, and uh, good to see you back. Great show, great show. You did a wonderful job today. Thank you. Up to well, good work. <laughs> <laughs> good, good to see you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dr. Dan's been uh, busy with his uh, some issues, and he's uh, always around, always fun to have on board. Uh, Dr. Jerry, I think uh, we've covered everything we had to cover today. I, I was, I'm surprised we got through it all. I was going to save some for next week. But, ladies and gentlemen, you don't need a statin. You don't need aspirin. You don't need fructose. Uh, you don't need these chemicals like phthalates and, uh, that you have to read about on the label. Okay. Uh, please, uh, if you have any questions, uh, you can you can drop me a, an email at docronradio at gmail.com. Docronradio at gmail.com. Uh, or leave them on the Facebook page, same name. Uh, we'll get to you. And hopefully next week, Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry, we will have the bugs worked out so that we can do a vodcast, as they're calling it. Uh, I did leave a, a, a just a, a three-minute video both on Facebook and on YouTube announcing today's show just to make sure the uh, platform was working. And uh, so it is. And uh, it's not great, but it was just an experiment. But it is there. And uh, that's all I got. I think we had a gay, we we had a great program today. Fantastic program. Well, Thank I'm you, Dr. just going to leave you with a Q 
cute quote that says the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you realize why you're here. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> I think some of us don't know yet. <laughs> They're still finding themselves. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dr. Jerry, thank you. Uh, and Dr. Dan, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap for episode 276. I hope to see you next week, same time, same station. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, oral health, uh, brain health, the blood-brain barrier, and the and the leaky gut syndrome, and how it may relate to everything we've been talking about, inflammation. And we'll maybe uh, start off next week by just going over the benefits of systemic enzymes, how they are anti-inflammatory and so forth, because inflammation is the basis of, of the majority of chronic diseases. And if you can treat it naturally, uh, and I, oh, but I have to mention, I did have one person who I recommended to Zymesson to did have a reaction. They had a Herxheimer reaction. It lasted for two days, though, uh, because it destroyed probably some of the uh, parasites in their system, and they did react to that. That's the only negative I've had uh, for the last two months since I've been using the product. All right, gentlemen, see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, with a little blues in the background that doesn't want to cooperate, this has been Dr. Ron, Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan. On Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, episode 276. Thank you for tuning in. Love to hear your comments. DocRonRadio at gmail.com. See you next week. Have a great week. Ciao.